0: This is Partners in Practice, a weekly series dedicated to the evolving field of the advanced practice clinician. Here is your host nurse practitioner, Mimi Secor.
1: Nurse practitioners have been providing high quality health care in this country for more than 45 years. Today there are an estimated 135,000 nurse practitioners in the United States treating patients with a wide range of health problems. With rising health care costs and a shortage of primary care physicians, Nurse practitioners are helping to meet the healthcare needs of our nation. You are listening to ReachMD XM160, the channel for medical professionals. Welcome. I'm Nurse Practitioner Mimi Secor. Your host and with me today is Dr. Elaine D. Simone, nurse practitioner and professor at Stony Brook University in Long Island, New York. Longtime friend and colleague. Today we are discussing the nurse practitioner profession and the role of nurse practitioners in helping to meet the healthcare needs of our nation. Welcome Doctor D Simone, welcome to ReachMD.
0: Well, thank you. It's my pleasure to be here.
1: So Doctor D Simone, let's start with the basics for our listeners. What is a nurse practitioner?
0: A nurse practitioner is an advanced practice nurse, and that phrase may not be familiar to a lot of people outside of our profession. An advanced practice nurse is a registered professional nurse who has gone on to get a master's degree and, quite recently, doctoral degrees so that they can treat a wide range of health problems. Nurse practitioners have a unique approach to both caring for patients and traditionally what has been known as medical care in terms of diagnosing and treating patients with a variety of illnesses.
1: So how are nurse practitioners licensed?
0: Nurse practitioners are licensed by state law. In all 50 states and the District of Columbia, there are laws that have been passed which enable the particular nurse who has gone on and met the educational requirements to achieve additional certification in order to diagnose and treat illness and write prescriptions, order treatments, and the like.
1: Now, are nurse practitioners required to be board certified? In order for nurse practitioners to receive reimbursement,
0: according to the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid, yes, indeed, they are required to be board certified. I do believe that there are one or two states that are still hanging out that do not have board certification written into their language for certification on a statewide or license on a statewide basis. But in order for a nurse practitioner to be able to be reimbursed, that person must hold um, national certification within their population specialty.
1: What specialties are nurse practitioners board certified in at this point? Well, at this
0: point, nurse practitioners can sit for their national certification boards through several different organizations. The American Academy of Nurse Practitioners as well as the American Nurses Credentialing Center offer certifications in primary care, those being adult health and family care. And then there are other organizations that certify NPs in the areas of women's health, acute care, oncologic care, psychiatric mental health care, neonatal care, and gerontologic care as well. The certification for nurse practitioners is a bit different than for physicians. Physicians will often certify within a medical specialty, whereas nurse practitioners' education and certification is population-based. So, for example, I am certified as an adult nurse practitioner so that my education and training has only been from adolescence to senescence as opposed to someone in pediatric or family, per se.
1: What subspecialties are NPs practicing in primarily right now?
0: You can find nurse practitioners within any subspecialty of medical care. In that sense, nurse practitioners who are in subspecialties often have a much more daily contact and a much more intensive relationship with the specialist, and they will be part of the team. Although you will find nurse practitioners who are providing specialty care in certain parts of the country for sure, but in specialty care, if you went into a neurologist's office or oncologist, you would often be met with an NP who is part of the team. So any specialty that you can think of, nurse practitioners are working in those specialties as well.
1: This is certainly a change from when we both began back in the late 70s, early 1980s when it was primarily primary care.
0: Yes, actually, it was primarily primary care. In fact, I graduated from a critical care nurse practitioner program in 1981, and not only did I have to explain to people that I was a nurse practitioner and what that title meant, I had to explain to people why I was doing what I was doing in an acute care setting. Now, acute care is a choice of many, many NP graduates.
1: You were a rare pioneer even back then. You were paving the way. Paving uh, where the way. do the majority of nurse practitioners, given how many we have, 135, 125,000 nurse practitioners in the country right now, where do most of the nurse practitioners most typically practice?
0: Well, most nurse practitioners can be found in primary care sites. In fact, there was a recent survey that was done by the American Academy of Nurse Practitioners, and they found that of their respondents, 66% of nurse practitioners practiced in one primary care site, and that could be an emergency department, outpatient ambulatory care settings, physician practices, or in specialty practices, but within that specialty practice, NP identified as doing primary care.
1: What exact health care services do nurse practitioners provide within those settings, for example?
0: We typically read and we typically hear that nurse practitioners do the, quote, basics, that we deal with common, simple primary care problems. And I would like to counter that perception. Nurse practitioners deal with very complex person oriented health care issues. In other words, we deal with not only diagnosing and treating the person who walks through the door with new onset diabetes, and so we're capable of knowing what to do to get the history, do the physical, order the lab tests. But we also deal with many of the person oriented problems, such as does this person have the knowledge to understand what to do to manage their diabetes on a daily basis? What is the family dynamic like? What is the culture of that family in terms of preparation of food? What are the food choices of that family? We have a very in-depth education on how to pull together services, not only from our own nursing experience, but through other professionals such as dietary, physical therapy, occupational therapy, social work, the diabetologist, the endocrinologist, and to manage that complex nature of the problem throughout the course of that person's illness.
1: If you're just joining us, you are listening to ReachMD XM160, the channel for medical professionals. I'm nurse practitioner Mimi Secor, and I'm speaking today with Dr. Elaine D. Simone, nurse practitioner and professor at Stony Brook University in Long Island, New York. So, what is the legal relationship of nurse practitioners with physicians? And are they required to be supervised by physicians?
0: Well, that's another interesting and common question, and that is in a state of evolvement, I would say. All states require that nurse practitioners be licensed, all 50 states in the District of Columbia, so that all nurse practitioners have their own license to which they are held responsible. In addition to that, all states have language that Defines the relationship between a nurse practitioner and other health professionals, including physicians, mostly physicians. The majority of states require that there be a collaborative relationship between the nurse practitioner and the physician. And that definition of collaboration is really state by state. So you would have to look at each state to see what that definition is. It ranges from very strict definitions so that the nurse practitioner is completely within a, quote, supervisory relationship with the physician to no supervision or collaboration whatsoever. I believe Oregon is one of the states that requires no input from a Physician, whatsoever, for the nurse practitioner to make those diagnoses and offer those treatments. That being said, Medicare CMS has required that for Medicare, if you are in a state that does not require collaboration, in order to be reimbursed by Medicare for your services, you still must have a collaboration agreement with your physician, which I think is very interesting, something that I just learned very recently. So, by law, It is up to each state to determine the legal relationship. It goes from very strict to no relationship whatsoever. In any event, the nurse practitioner is held to his or her own license and his or her own accountability in terms of their diagnoses and their treatments.
1: And wouldn't you say also, Elaine, that it is also their judgment when to consult and refer to other healthcare professionals, including physicians, even in the states where they're, in quotes, not required to have supervision or collaboration?
0: Absolutely. And if you look at some of the cases that have come through in terms of malpractice, the question often is asked, well, what was the nurse practitioner's responsibility in speaking to or alerting the collaborating physician to a particular issue, and was the physician responsible for the nurse practitioner's non-notification? And Mm -hmm. in the cases that I'm familiar with, it is really... Been determined that it is the nurse practitioner's responsibility and legal responsibility to make those notifications and to, get, to be in collaboration.
1: Can nurse practitioners prescribe medications under their own licenses? Absolutely, nurse practitioners
0: do prescribe medication under their own licenses. Again, this goes back to the discussion that we just had in terms of state versus any sort of national policy. Each state has its own way of dealing with prescriptive rights as far as nurse practitioners are concerned. I can give you two quick examples that I'm familiar with because of my license history. In New York State, you are required to find a collaborating physician and then your all of your collaborating activities are determined between you and the physician including the prescription of medication in Pennsylvania nurse practitioners can diagnose and treat illness on their own however if they're going to write a prescription then they must have a collaborative agreement filed with the physician That does not mean that every time a prescription is written by a nurse practitioner, it must be co-signed by the physician, not in Pennsylvania anyway. Some states require that. Some states require that the physician's name be on the prescription pad, which has been problematic for a lot of nurse practitioners. Uh, In fact, in Pennsylvania, we've just had that part of the regulation removed so that the physician's name is not required on that prescription pad. Nurse practitioners who prescribe independently, there's a lot of benefit to that. There's no confusion on the part of the patient as to who wrote the prescription because what was happening historically is that a patient would see a nurse practitioner, a prescription would be written, the prescription would have the physician's name on it, and then the patient would get the bottle and not know who that person was because they didn't have a conversation with the physician about... medication that was prescribed. And so in terms of patient safety, in terms of patient clarity, these rules have been changed over the years.
1: That's a very welcome change for us as nurse practitioners and everyone that we interact with, including our patients. Thank you for explaining that. Yes, you know my patients all know
0: that I have a collaborating physician. They all know that person's name. They all know that if there's a problem that is, I think, needs to have referral out to whatever specialty that I'm going to be speaking with the collaborating physician. I work in a setting where there is a physician on-site at all times, and then many providers come through the clinic because we are volunteer providers for a clinic for the uninsured. So it's really important for patients to know that there's somebody there consistently. Um, There are many situations where the patient will... Very rarely see a physician. Uh, and there are many nurse practitioners, uh, a, I shouldn't say many, a, a small percentage of nurse practitioners in the country have their own independent practice and they do not see a physician.
1: So you're obviously already explaining to us the benefits of having nurse practitioners in a practice. How can a practice or a physician go about hiring a nurse practitioner, Elaine?
0: One of my main jobs is to supervise clinical nurse practitioner students in our master's program at Stony Brook. And one of the things that I have found as so beneficial to physicians who decide that they will take a student on to precept, those students end up becoming part and parcel of the practice upon graduation. It happens over and over and over again. And so one of the things that I would suggest is for a physician to open themselves up to precepting an NP student. And that is a really good way to, number one, figure out whether you're a good match. And number two, decide whether or not in your particular practice as an MD, would you want this kind of complement to your practice. So that might be one avenue to find an NP for your practice. Another avenue would be to contact the local or state-level nurse practitioner associations, and they're in every single community in every single state. If someone wants to go to the way top, they can go to NP Finder, NP Finder within the American, Association of, the American Academy of Nurse Practitioners. There is a database of nurse practitioners there.
1: Thank you so much, Dr. Elaine Simone, for coming on the show. I'm nurse practitioner Mimi Secor, and you're listening to ReachMD XM160, the channel for medical professionals. Please visit our website at reachmd.com, which features our entire library through on-demand podcasts, and you can also listen to us on Facebook and Twitter. Thanks for listening.
0: You've been listening to Partners in Practice on ReachMD XM160. You can download this program and any other program in our library at reachmd.com. You can also follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Thank you for listening.